All right, welcome to the Michael Slate Show. That's right, I'm back again. Yeah, and with a whole bag full of stuff to talk about. And it's just been a hell of a time, isn't it? And so anyway, all right, this is the Michael Slate Show, as I said, and I'm Michael Slate, and you're not, as they used to say. And we're coming to you, we're coming to you at a critical, let me say that again, we're coming to you at a critical juncture in human history. This is nothing to be tossed around, all right? And I'm not, I'm not saying this for... You all know me. Know, you've been, I've been here for a long time. When I want to make a joke, I make a joke. When I'm serious, I'm serious. And this time, I am double down serious, okay? Like I said, we're coming to you at a critical juncture in human history. At the heart of this is the battle over abortion rights. Whether countless women will, be, will again die in desperate attempts to avoid forced childbirth. Think about that. Many women, countless women, will again die in a desperate attempt to avoid forced childbirth, and whether we will all be forced to live in a world where half of humanity is enslaved, okay? Think about that. Half of humanity is enslaved. Women are enslaved. If the Supreme Court succeeds in taking away the right to abortion, it may be the beginning of a fascist offensive to, to radically change the way America is governed, okay? Think about that. Think about that for a little bit, okay? It's worth thinking about it for a long time as we get this show going, and even after it's going, going out the door, okay? At the back end of today's show, we are welcoming, back to the Michael Slate Show, Skylar Solomon, one of the lead organizers of Rise Up for Abortion Rights, Los Angeles. We're actually talking with her about plans to take to the streets to fight for this right to abortion. But before that, we're going to hear voices from recent Recent protests organized by Rise Up for Abortion Rights. But first, I want, to make, I want to be able to begin by speaking to something that everyone is thinking and talking about, okay? The mass killings at Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas. We're going to do a... We're, you know, it's just hard when I think about this, the, the, the horrors that have actually been imposed on people in, that, in, that, in those areas, and even, you know, people who... Everybody's thinking, like, where the hell does it... Where, where's it going to come from? Where's it going? Where's it going to come from? What's next? All right. And we're going to hear a commentary by Noche Diaz, spokesperson for the Revolution Club, on the Revolution Nothing Less or RNL show. So let's uh, so let's hear from Noche. All right. I think that's really important. And let's let's hear it now because I want the people to actually have this sitting in their brain as we go through the the, the whole the whole time we got together right now. So let's take a listen to this. From Buffalo to Ovalle to those in agony at the insanity they call America. It is heartrending and insane and infuriating that 19 school children, two days shy of summer vacation, along with their teachers, are slaughtered as they sat in a school in Texas. It is heartrending and insane and infuriating that this comes only 10 days after 10 black people out shopping for food on a Saturday afternoon in the only supermarket in the entire black section of Buffalo, New York, are murdered by a white supremacist. It seems as if the solutions are obvious, and on one level they should be. But the roots of this run deep, so deep questions must be asked at a time like this, and deep answers must be sought. There is a rot at the heart of this society that needs to be excavated and confronted in order to really solve this. Ask yourself, how are horrors like these connected to the history of this country 
with its empowering of white people to use violence, to seize land, and to enforce barbaric slavery. Traditions that, until relatively recently, were celebrated in the mainstream culture. What is the connection between the violence ripping through the cities and small towns of America and the violence committed by America in Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, and dozens of other places? How is this madness connected to an economic system and a culture that fragments and isolates people from each other into billions of powerless individuals competing against everyone else in a heartless world of winners and losers, rather than a world we could have. A world of freely cooperating human beings, taking care of each other and of nature. What is the connection between this violence and the violence done every day to women in 10 million ways in this society? And to the move right now to strip women of control over their own reproduction by outlawing abortion? And how might it be connected to the splitting of America in two, right before our eyes and the growing talk of civil war? There are answers, and there is possibility. The possibility of a different society, one that does not run on exploitation and oppression and the destructive conflicts between people. There is a strategy to make the revolution needed to get to that society and to do it in these times of extreme danger, but also of the possibility for revolution. There is leadership for that struggle in Bob Vakian and the Revcom. That leader, Bob Avakian, speaking in a different context, said something 20 years ago that rings out with force and relevance today. Quote, no more generations of our youth here and all around the world whose life is over, whose fate has been sealed, who have been condemned to an early death or a life of misery and brutality, whom this system has destined for oppression and oblivion even before they are born. I say no more of that. From the book Basics from the talks and writings of Bob Avakian. Let's make good on that vow this generation. If you have had it with this madness and you want to find out more about the movement for an actual revolution, go to revcom.us. Be sure to watch the Revolution Nothing Less show on YouTube every Thursday. All right, that was Noche Diaz, spokesperson for Reb for the Revolution Clubs. May 26th, Rise Up for Abortion Rights called for and helped organize protests and walkouts in 15 different cities to shut it down. High schools, middle schools, and college students walked out and marched and rallied. They made a difference. They made an impact. In New York, a march of youth and others shut down the Brooklyn Bridge. Imagine that, shut down the Brooklyn Bridge. And we have two short statements from the rally afterwards. The first is from Mark Ruffalo, who marched, who marched with his two daughters. The second is actress Kaylee Carter. So take a listen to this. I was invited to come here with my daughters today who have um, been participating in, in this um, several times now over the past few weeks. And um, 
I just want to say I'm from a generation where my mother um, lived in a world before Roe versus Wade. And she had to have an illegal abortion. And she had to travel over state lines. And this is a whole generation of women that were being forced to have children. And their whole lives were based on that non-choice. And so it's not that far behind us. And I'm here as a man. And I think it's really important that this, our men folk, I see all these young men here, and I'm so proud of you for being here, for marching with our sisters, because these are men who are making these decisions for our sisters, our daughters, um, the future generations. And if we don't stand up with them, then we are allowing these terrible things to happen. We're here today at Roe versus Wade still stands. And we cannot succumb to the despair that says that we can't fight. We cannot, we, we cannot, we cannot uh, succumb to this to the despair that says the other side can is going to win this. It hasn't. They haven't won yet. We came out today, and it's meaningful. And everyone who saw us got hope from seeing us on the streets today. You guys, you're beautiful. I mean, you young people, I'm just blown away. And I... It's so beautiful. And you guys are gonna, you guys are doing beautiful things. The fact that you showed up like this at your age is beautiful. So keep going, keep fighting. We have not lost this. The more we mobilize, the closer we are to seeing the future that we want and you deserve. There is only so much that the human mind can take and we are standing at a moment in which we are being asked to process an amount of grief that is inhuman. It is unimaginable and if you don't think these issues are closely related to gun violence May I remind you that the number one cause of death for pregnant women in the United States is gun violence. That a time when a woman in intimate partner violence is the most at risk is when she finds out she is pregnant with that abusive partner's baby. That is the moment that her life is the most at threat. So make no mistake. They want women dead. They do. Mm -hmm. They want children dead. There has not been enough to end the inaction. So we have to decide to end the inaction for ourselves. We have to wake up every single day and commit ourselves to this because the minute we grow tired, that is when they come in and they chip away more rights. Everyone will be next. They will not be done until this country looks like one uh, one nation under uh, under patriarchy, they will not stop. They do, they want it to look like the Revolutionary War. Like they want us to be you know, in 1776 all over again. So if we will not go back, say overturn Roe, hell no, we will not go back. That's right. We will not go back. We will not go back. We will not go back.
is what I like to hear. All right, now we're going to play something from Liz, a student speaking on May 14th in New York. It doesn't matter if you've had an abortion. It doesn't matter if you identify as female. It doesn't matter if you have a uterus. Everyone needs to be involved. Everyone needs to be involved in this fight because it's a fight that's going to affect our generation. Even if we live in New York and even if it's a sanctuary state, that is not enough. We need to fight for people all across the country. We need to fight for people of every age, of every race, of every culture, of every socioeconomic background, so that they can ensure the right to a safe and legal abortion. We have seen the consequences of what happens if this right is denied. These are photos of women who have died because they could not get access to a safe abortion, and that will happen if Roe v. Wade is overturned. People often say, oh, we'll take it to the voting booth. But we are students, we don't have that option. Most of us here are under 18. And so in order for us to make change, this is the way that we can do it. We can be here in the streets and we can rise up. This decision is one that will come in a matter of weeks. We cannot wait to November. We have to show the Supreme Court that we will not allow this to happen. This means we have to put everything we have into this fight and we have to put everything we have right now. Don't let anyone bother you. Don't let anyone take away from this fight. What we are doing here is important. Don't let anyone take away from that. Now we have two clips from the rally May 26th in Los Angeles. First is Anthony, an activist from Long Beach. Uh, the last will be Annie Day. So let's take a listen to both of them. Very important. It's an interesting position. We find ourselves here in America today. Rights being taken away, children and people of color being slain. Is this the America that we hoped for? No, but it's the America we live in where a reality of reproductive rights are debated as if there are issues to be debated. Reproductive rights are essential and should be granted to everyone. A lot of individuals have said, hey, this is not your space. This is not your place. You, you don't have a uterus. You shouldn't be speaking up about this. But I say, that. Yes. You know why? Because there's a lot of cis white men who enacted and imposed these regulations against abortion. So it's gonna take all of us, cis, queer, all of us, to work together to preserve these rights. I am a gay black man, and I take to the streets on issues that matter. I lift my voice for issues that matter. Abortion, 
Access should be guaranteed to anyone at any time, whenever, for whatever reason. Stop the Stop saying some Americans support some reasons for abortions because all Americans need to support all reasons for abortion. Abortion rights is a health care issue. Let's talk about health care in this nation. We are failing our people and we are failing generations to come if we allow oh, Roe v. Wade to be overturned. We are failing society. We pride ourselves in being the big, great America, but we can't even be the trendsetter of American policies on how to guarantee safety and rights and liberation for all people. If you're a trans man, you deserve abortion rights. If you're a cis woman, you deserve abortion rights. If you are carrying a child, you deserve abortion rights. That right to choose should be your right. It's, it's, uh, I hear a lot of people say, you know, it's, it's about the babies, but that's a facade that they use to masquerade the white supremacy agenda. Because really it's about birth, I feel, right? They want to control the birth rate of white children being born in this country. Because if they take away abortion, it's going to affect black women, Latinx women. It's going to affect black trans women. It's going to affect Latinx trans individuals. They're killing us by not allowing us to be us. We need to unite. This is a problem for everybody. Everyone should be out here in these streets today. Everyone should be waving the green today. The green should be around your neck, your wrist, in your hand, waving from your porch. Everyone should be yelling, abortions now on demand. Abortions without apology. I grew up in the church just like many of us might have. And it took a while for me to understand that it's not my place to impose my will. It's my place to help my brothers, my sisters, my siblings live their best possible life so that I can live my best possible life, so that we can thrive and be the society that we are capable of becoming. It's enough to say enough. It's enough to like. It's enough to share. That's the wrong mindset. The mindset needs to be, hey, these are rights being taken away. We need to do something about it because if they're gonna start now, when will they stop? They will not stop. They will not stop. Next, gay marriage. They'll come right after gay marriage. Why? Because it's an issue of reproduction of the white race. It's white supremacy at its finest, holding its grip on each and every one of us. Don't be eluded. The facade of a baby. My very own mother told me on Mother's Day, I don't care what you have to say on Mother's Day because you're out there fighting for abortion rights. Well, I said, Mom, you had the choice to have me or the choice to have an abortion. Every woman, every individual, every person, every human should have at least that right to choose. I know Luna um, opened with this quote, but I wanted to say it too because I think it's important for us to feel it. And I have to say, look, we are not the size we need to be here today. And that's real. And that is a challenge on all of us to go move society. 
to go move heaven and earth, to go struggle like hell with people, to get out in these streets. And we're gonna talk about how we can win. But I wanna open with this. In 1964, Mario Savio was a leader of the free speech movement in Berkeley. And he said, there's a time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears, upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to indicate to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you are free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Unless you are free, the machine will be prevented from working at all, and that is our challenge. And now is it the time, sisters and brothers and beautiful others, now is such a time. In just a few weeks, the Supreme Court is set to abolish the right to abortion. And what is more odious? What makes you more sick at heart than that? Forcing women to bear children against their will is monstrous. Forced motherhood is female enslavement. It forecloses lives, it shatters dreams. Women will be driven deeper into poverty, and yes, it will affect black, Latina, and native women the hardest. But it will also affect all women. Because if women do not have the, if do not, are not able to control their own reproduction, they are legally subordinated and enslaved. They are put into a legal position of less than human. Wherever you are, I don't give a f what state you're in, they're coming for a federal ban anyway. But in any case, enforcing the outlawing of abortion means that women are not fully human. And we cannot allow that. Look, just today in Oklahoma, the governor signed into law a bill that ends all abortions in that state. 800,000 women. Sometimes who've been waiting weeks for an appointment, they got a phone call today. Women desperate to not have their lives tethered to a child that they do not want and cannot raise. They were told this morning that their appointments were canceled. They were told that that thing growing inside of them was going to be something they were gonna be forced to bear or have to scramble like a fugitive to find somewhere in some other state if they can afford it, if they can make the journey, if they can have someone else raise those children and if they can get off work, then maybe they can go to another state. But this is just the beginning of what this is gonna mean. To be told, no, your life, your humanity accounts for nothing. Your womb will be regulated and legislated. The subject of vigilante justice like in Texas and now like in Oklahoma. And in the face of such barbarity, I'm sorry, but these streets should be filled. In the face of such barbarity, all of society needs to come to a halt. In the face of such barbarity, schools should be shut down. People should be walking out of work, storming out, shutting down traffic and saying, hell no. No, we will not go back and no, we're not gonna prepare to live under such a nightmare. This attack must be defeated now, now, before it is hammered into law. Now, not after. And this is possible, but we are gonna have to act commensurately. We are gonna have to raise our sights and our determination to call forward the millions. 
to call people forward to make clear through mass nonviolent resistance that we will bring the gears of society to a halt before we allow the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. People have talked about the significance of what it means that the repeal of a constitutionally protected right this has never happened before and we cannot allow it to happen now. And yes, it is seismic. And yes, it will set a legal precedent to come after gay marriage like Anthony talked about, to come after the humanity of LGBTQ people, to come after birth control. They're talking about coming after interracial marriage and don't think it can't happen here in the land of slavery and genocide. Don't think it can't happen here. Look, there's a lot of differences in this stage and that's part of our strength. But I have to say, what we're seeing happen right now is very American. And we have to stand with the people of the world and say no. And yes, everyone needs to step into this fight. And everyone is responsible. It doesn't matter your gender. You are responsible to prevent the enslavement of women. Not just expressing your outrage, but giving your resources, your platform, your connections, calling in all the chips right now, stepping in as organizers and leaders. And what does that mean? That means this Sunday, you need to be part of a national organizing summit on Zoom. That's Detrell. Go over to the table where Detrell is at. Get a flyer. Sign up. Go to riseupforabortionrights.org and register and feed in your ideas ahead of time. How are we going to win this? How are we going to call forward the millions? This is on all of us. It's on all of us to plan, to lead, to wrangle together with others. We know there are millions of people who don't want to see this future, but they're scared. They're swallowing their anger, they're feeling alone, and they don't think that they should make a sacrifice. And we have to challenge them and call them into these streets. So how are we going to do that? That's on all of us to solve. So this Sunday at 2 o'clock, there's a national organizing summit, and we need to learn from the women around the world. We need to learn. We need to bring our ideas all together. And you have to be a, a, an organizer and a leader in this. What is it going to take for medical workers to stream out of hospitals and medical facilities for 10 minutes of rage? What's it going to take for Broadway to be wrapped in green, for shows to have an obligatory intermission where they talk about what it's going to mean for the women actors on that stage if they cannot access abortion? Every part of society. What's it going to take for schools to be shut down? Speaking of schools, what's up, y'all? All right, so we're going to hear from some of these beautiful students who obviously just, obviously just walked their asses out of school and came to join us in these streets. So we're going to hear from them in a minute, but I'm going to ask y'all, come up over here. Come up together. We're in this together. We need, to, we need to be in this together. So what is it going to take to spread the green? Yes, forcing every corner of society to pick a side. Declaring no, no, unless we are free, this machine will be prevented from functioning at all. Unless we are free, this machine will be prevented from functioning at all. That is on us. So that means struggling with your friends, with your teachers. Yes, going up against your school administrators and maybe even your parents. Your parents who tell you, well, don't you think you should worry about yourself and your future? Well, what future is worth it in a world where women are enslaved? I am sorry. People have to put some on the line and make each other uncomfortable. If this means rejecting the wise counsel 
of people who tell us, so it's, it's really a shame, but it's just too late. We're gonna have to rely on the elections come November. We'll hold them accountable, they say. I'm sorry, that is And it's deadly logic for two reasons. Look, this decision is not a done deal and no, it's not too late. They tell us to channel our fury into relying solely on the elections, but this argument is dead wrong. And here I'm gonna draw on an article from a revolutionary leader that I follow. His name is Babavakian. Go to the website revcom.us and I want you to read this article or get it from that brother right there who's holding it up. I got a lot of people holding the props over here. As people have said, even the right to vote was not won by voting. That is not how black people and that is not how women won the right to vote. They won it by protest. They won it by fighting. They won it through struggle. They won it by sitting in and walking out, by facing those water hoses and those white supremacist mobs. That is how every right has been won, including the right to abortion in the first place. And second, how the hell are you gonna rely on these Democrats when they have conciliated and compromised with these fascists for decades? How are you gonna rely on a force who thinks the humanity of women is negotiable? No, the Democrats are working to hold together the same system that has given rise to these fascists. And they're right now working to domesticate your anger, to control your fury. No, sisters, brothers, and beautiful others, we have to rely on ourselves. We have to stop looking up and asking them to do something for us, and we have to start looking out at each other, at everybody in society, at our classmates, at our siblings, at our friends, at the people in the neighborhoods. We have to say, no, you have to do this by getting in these streets. So whether you vote or whether you don't, we have to defend the right to abortion the same way we want it, in these streets, putting our bodies on the line and reordering our priorities and yes, shutting society down. And yes, we need unity in this, uniting all who can be united to oppose this monstrous attack. And we need to come together from different experiences, different political viewpoints, raise our sights with generosity of spirit and broadness of mind and learning from each other. But we also need clarity and we need truth telling. So I wanna say a couple more things about this. Denying the right to abortion is about controlling and it's about degrading women. It has never been, it's not about babies. Somebody spoke to that earlier. I think that's important. Look at the hypocrisy of these And people are correctly pointing this. They, are, they don't give a about 19, 10 year olds getting murdered in their classrooms and they wanna talk about babies? Okay, but how do you make sense of this? Because is it just hypocrisy? No, it, it shows you there's a deeper program here. There's a deeper program of open white supremacist, male supremacist hatred and control over women. That's what this is about. It's what it has only ever always been about. And I, I'm gonna say a couple more things. This is not, I know people say this is about my bodily autonomy, but I actually think that's a dangerous argument if you just go with that alone. Because they don't care, look, that will give strength to the argument for people who say, well, we shouldn't force people to take that life-saving vaccine, but I actually think we should. Because it's not about your individualist bodily autonomy, it's about the humanity of women and a society wherein which women are not free. 
is not about healthcare in the abstract. It's about the control over women or the liberation of women. It's about the subordination of women to a patriarchal male supremacist society. And is that the future we're gonna put up with? No. So I have to say here again, as important as as vital as it is to vigorously defend the rights and the humanity of trans people, this is not an attack on people with uteruses. And I know this is a point of struggle. And I know people argue about this, and we should argue about this. The health and the life, the ability to access healthcare, the humanity of trans, trans people, it needs to be defended, like our lives depend on it. It matters, and they are coming after trans people with a viciousness. But the attack on abortion is about the subordination of women. And here's why it matters, if we do not understand that, if we think that we just need to be inclusive and erase women in the process, that will dilute and it will weaken our understanding. It won't be inclusive, it will be diffusive. And why this matters is because forced motherhood is female enslavement. And why this matters is because if we don't understand what we're dealing with, we can't fight it. If we don't understand what, we'll deal, what we're dealing with, it will weaken our ability to fight this theocratic assault. If we don't understand what we're dealing with, we will not tap into and unleash the fury that exists. The fury of the thousands of years of patriarchal degradation. The fury of the shame that they force us to swallow for millennia. The shame of the church, of, 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 of the rape and the sexual assault. The shame of being violated, controlled, and abused. No more, no more swallowing that fury. No more turning inward into atomized, self-destructive demoralization. No more nice girls. So I want you to say it with me. Control over women is what they want. 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 Furious women is what they've got. Furious women is what they've got. We won't go back. We won't submit. We won't go back. We won't submit. We will not take your fascist. We will not take your fascist. So I'm proud to be in unity here with all of you, and we're going to get ready to march soon with people from different perspectives. And I want to invite people to get deeper into the revolution. I want to invite people to dig into, while we're standing shoulder to shoulder, to ask the big questions. Why are we still fighting this after 50 years? Why do we live in a society that is dripping with white supremacy? Is it the case that this attack is un-American? Or is it the case that this attack is woven into the patriarchal fibers of this system? So come dig into those questions. What does it have to do with the attacks on immigrants? What does it have to do with after two years, the fact that these police are still murdering black and brown people in these streets? There are answers to this. So dig in, come talk with me from the Revolution Club. Come talk with my comrades over there. Go to our website, revcom.us. We have a weekly YouTube show called The RNL, The Revolution Nothing Less Show. You can watch on YouTube every Thursday at five o'clock. But again, wherever you're coming from, whatever you think is ultimately needed, now is the time for unity and it's a time for principle. It's a time to come together with unrelenting, unrestrained fury and determination to see this fight all the way through. And I don't care, look, it matters how big or how small we are because we have to fight it to win it. 
but we have to be the ones that go and get the others. We have to be the ones that refuse to be demoralized because people aren't with it yesterday or today or tomorrow and we have to go challenge them and win them to their better selves, which there is a basis for because the whole future is on the line. So I wanna thank you and I wanna say just to end that we have to fight this like the future of girls and women depend on what we do right here and right now because they do. So abortion on demand without apology, without this basic right, women cannot be free. Overturn Roe? Hell no! Overturn Roe? Hell no! And now we have to mean it. Thank you. All right. And as you can see, this whole period right now that we've been talking about is absolutely important, necessary, and it's something that everybody needs to be listening to, and we're going to keep on bringing it back as long as we need to. All right, sisters and brothers, you know that this world can't continue to be the way it is. It can't be something where we just sit back and say, uh-huh, give me something else to eat, would you please? It's actually getting there, getting the people there, standing up and saying, uh-uh, we're not going to allow the world to be broken down and into rotten pieces or disappear altogether and billions of people taken with it. Now, we're going to take a quick musical break and be right back. So we'll be talking with Skylar Solomon. And this is going to be, I'm really excited about this one. All right, so let's take that break and get right back. Welcome back. That was garbage. Okay. And uh, really glad to hear that. I'm just got to hear more of that. All right. And uh, right now we're going to, you know, as I said, we took the musical break and now we're going to be back with Skylar Solomon. And Skylar is, Skylar is a lead organizer for Rise Up for Abortion Rights working in Los Angeles. Skylar, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thanks so much for having me back. 
Sure. We'll see how much, how happy you are after we've done this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think people are going to be really very, very much taken in by, by what you're talking about. And I think was what you're doing is extremely important. It's not something that can be dismissed or, or you know, mocked at or anything else. It's something that's extremely important, frankly, for the survival of the entire planet to a certain degree. So let's talk about this. It's uh, your lead organizer for Rise Up for Abortion Rights, working in Los Angeles. Skylar, give people welcome back to the show. But I want you to, you know, give people an idea of what what this means, what what you're doing. What does it mean? And and like the first thing I was actually thinking about was, you know, giving people an an, an idea of, you know, you're always you're out there in fighting the battles to stop the Supreme Court from overturning Roe v. Wade. This is an extremely important. You know, point, and I think a lot of people just don't get that. Either they let it, they let it slip by, or they don't understand what's going on, what the hell's happening. This is an extremely important thing. I was really, really happy to see that this is actually something that we need, that we're going to be able to talk to about today. The Supreme Court from over, overturning Roe v. Wade. The whole, the whole point about the battle to stop the Supreme Court from overturning Roe v. Wade. Let's start with that. Exactly. And as you said, Michael, this really is the most important fight that people can be throwing in on right now. Um, You know, regardless of your other passions, uh, you know, this is this is an immediate danger and a threat to millions of lives and to our democracy as a whole. And so it's critical that we unite all people, all backgrounds of all different um, passions and persuasions to get out there and stop this, because this this draft that was released, that was leaked, uh, that indicates that the Supreme Court is poised to overturn Roe versus Wade. It is just a draft. It is not yet law, and the people do have the power to prevent it from becoming law, but only if we act swiftly and boldly and in growing numbers every time. Because you know, politicians and the Supreme Court, while we may not change their minds, we're not going to change their minds, let's be honest, but they can be compelled to do the right thing, and they can be compelled to adhere to the will of the people, which is their duty. That's how democracy works. And and if they go against the will of the people, if they go against this outpouring of support to maintain safe and legal abortion, that threatens their legitimacy and, and could cause the institutions that they're a part of to to um, not be taken seriously anymore and, and, and you know, severely damage their, their power and influence. And I think what's really keeping people from becoming involved in this fight is there's a, a, a passiveness and a lack of understanding about what's really at stake here. And so I'd like to lay a little bit of that out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so many people say, oh, well, I'm in California. I'm in a blue state. They're not going to take abortion away. We're fine. So what do I have to worry about? It's not going to impact me. And to that, I would like to say, so what if it doesn't impact you? Is is the suffering of others truly acceptable? And furthermore, if Roe versus Wade is allowed to fall, is it allowed to be overturned? 20 to 28 states, upward probably closer to 28 states, will ban abortion overnight. And it's not just banning abortion, you know, making it inaccessible. It goes even further than that. And it's so much more insidious because, uh, you know, Oklahoma just this week passed a piece of legislation 
that from the moment of conception, so when sperm meets the egg, that zygote, that cluster of cells, is viewed as a full person. And what that means is it's not only banning abortion outright. That means that a person who receives an abortion could be charged with murder, thrown in jail for seeking treatment. And this doesn't just go for um, unwanted pregnancies. This also is life-threatening uh, pregnancies um, and, and, and even miscarriages. Because who's to prove that you didn't have an abortion, it was purely a miscarriage, which happens in one in five pregnancies. So this could put women in jail. And for people who are thinking, oh, that's so far-fetched, that would never happen. There are 1,200 people in prison today who have had miscarriages, largely women of color, largely indigenous and black women. So this is not far-fetched. This is happening now. There are incentives uh, in multiple different legislation and abortion bans that would allow for rapists' families to sue abortion providers or victims of assault who have sought an abortion. This is, there are bills that um, the, the, the writing within it would open up uh, banning IUDs and other forms of birth control. And within this draft, if the language is allowed to stay, it references the Supreme Court case that acknowledged that gay marriage is a constitutional right. And that opens the door and signals that that's the next freedom that they're going to go after. They want to roll back gay marriage to the states. They want to roll back interracial marriage to the states. They want to roll back birth control to the states, right to privacy. And they've even indicated that they would like to see school segregation go back to the states. So what we're at the precipice of, it's not just some states losing abortion, it's millions of lives being affected, having their bodies hijacked, having their futures ripped away from them and stolen, having millions of children born to, where they are unwanted, where their families don't have the capacity to take care of them, where they will starve and be in pain and where our democracy is quickly crumbling and rolling backwards and our freedoms are being stripped away. We cannot be silent and allow this to happen anymore. We need to fight back with everything that we have. You know, it's it's really important, the things that you're saying. I think people need to really pay attention to that because it's, it's <laughs> we're talking about an entire, you know, basically we're talking about an entire grouping of humans. We're talking about all of this stuff that's going on and the, and the kinds of things that have been, that we we've seen in many places we've also seen it you know disguised in many ways and the whole thi thing that, that you know that people don't always get what is it that's actually being done here what what actually is you know very it's a very harmful thing that a lot of naysayers in the so-called pro-choice movement are saying saying is when when they talk about the the post row world or after row and they say it like it will be like it was in 1972 or just like today but without Roe v. Wade, like is not is no big like it's like it's no big deal. But here we have to talk about the rise of another thing here, the, the rise of fascism. America is full of Nazis, in case you haven't noticed, right? And they're being <laughs> unleashed to go after women. Unleashed to go after think about that. Unleashed to go after women. 
So what would the world look like if the right to abortion is ripped away? And I wanted to kind of you know, spend some time on that and make it really part of the whole section of what we're talking on because it's one of those things that actually really, really strikes me tremendously hard in my gut and, and my brain and in my heart, you know, and it's something that people have to understand. There's a reality here. There's something going on that is not, not actually a healthy thing. Yes, you're right. It's going to be tremendously devastating for millions of people. When we see abortion, that or countries where abortion is illegal, maternal mortality rates skyrocket, infant mortality rates skyrocket. And America, I'm sad to say, has one of the highest maternal mortality rates in the developed world already. And so we will only see those numbers and it will largely be black and, and w- other women of color and marginalized groups that will, will bear the brunt of those deaths uh, because of medical racism. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been multiple articles released of doctors recounting what it was like before Roe versus Wade, where emergency rooms would even have their own um, wards of women who were suffering the consequences and and losing their lives from back alley illegal abortions. And we've said it time and time again, um, many advocates have said, but I'd like to paint more of a picture of what this means of Mm -hmm. Roe versus Wade wasn't the beginning of abortions. It was the ending of women dying from abortions. Banning abortions doesn't get rid of them. It only makes them unsafe. And what happens when abortion is not easily accessible for all people is pregnant people become so desperate to terminate a pregnancy because they either cannot, uh, you know, they don't have the resources, they don't want to, you know, they, there's other, other, they're in an abusive relationship, they don't want to be trapped in that. They become so desperate they are forced to take matters into their own hands. People have thrown themselves down the stairs. They have drunk, drink rat poison, and they have even unfolded wire coat hangers and put them into their bodies and perforated their uteruses and bled out and died. I have known someone who just a few years ago couldn't have safe access to abortion, and she rammed her abdomen into the corner mm of her bathroom sink until she started bleeding. This is what we are going to see more and more of if Roe versus Wade is overturned. And for the people, you know, largely within different pro-choice communities, they say, oh, we have the abortion pill by mail now. It's fine. But that takes so much privilege to be able to access. You have to have the money. You have to have internet. You have to have a safe place to send it to. And many of these states are already banning that. And Mitch McConnell just this week indicated that if the Senate flips in the next election, so if you know, the left does not turn to out to vote, then it is highly probable that there will be a national ban on abortion coming next, which means no matter what state you're in, your right to abortion has gone away. Yeah. This is, this is the, you know, it's, it's, as you're sitting there, I'm th- and I keep thinking, okay, why is the fury of women so beautiful for us and so threatening to the Christian fascists and all their elements? You know, that's something I think that people don't, don't, they don't get what's happening there. And I'd like to, you know, I know we're, we're running down on times, but I really wanted to get something 
hear what you have to say about that because it's very important. I mean, we're talking about even the LGBTQ activists in this from uh, from the beginning of Rise for for Abortion Rights. All of these things have been, in one way or another, have had to go up against some segment, some expression of the state or the religious the religious fascists. Not the, not all religious people, but the religious fascists. This is something that has actually been very very hard in in terms in terms of the way that they they want to pen they want to pen women in and to be less than human and i think it's something that everybody needs to pay attention to and stand up against and understand where where this is all coming and what it's doing and why it needs to be stopped yeah exactly you know, theocracy has been taking hold in america and that is, and um, that means that you know the religious minority anti-choice minority um, you know fascist Minority, they are taking hold and running this country, um, and they will continue to if we let them. And the reason why uh, these people are trying to subjugate you know, LGBTQ people, women, people of color, is largely because um, if you can, can continue that oppression and keep the poor poorer, you know, keep them so tired, so overworked, so uh, disempowered, you know, feeling like there's nothing that they can do anymore and nothing that you know, giving them no ability to because they, you know, have to work, to, you know, the endless hours, multiple jobs to, you know, pay for this family um, that they're forcing them to have. Um, it allows for them to continue to gain power and to gain money because they will have an endless workforce for them. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're we're running up we're running up close on our on our schedule, but I wanted to actually um, uh, you can if you have more to say on that, that that'd be good. I think it's very powerful what we're talking about. But I also want people to actually understand about um, basically look. This is we're talking about this thing about the beginning of a rise up for abortion rights movement. The director and, and, and you know all these people who have been brought into this. But at the same time, there's a real need for other people to continue to stand up around this. And and really, it's worth. I think talking in the, in the final few minutes is reminding people again about what's happening, what, how, how can they get involved in this, and all the contact information that they need in order to get involved, to become part of this movement that is actually part of the, <laughs> the, the basically, just to be blunt, the continued existence of all living things in the world. You know, This is a very heavy thing that's happening to people and, and happening to the world, and we need to actually do something clear about this. So let's talk about that, and I won't talk anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, to those who are listening who are thinking, oh my gosh, this is horrible. I wish there was something I could do about it. There is. And you don't have to be an activist, you know, out holding a bullhorn to drive change. You and your unique skills and your unique capabilities and connections and and um, are, are so meaningful and do make a change. You know, we had we've had artists you know, make make beautiful pieces that have gotten people uh, talking and, and moved people to take action. We had our rally yesterday. Uh, we had we had a whole team of roller skaters that wanted to come out, and they've been you know, going around town spreading the word on their roller skates. You know, we've had people posting on social media, making videos about why this is important. Uh, people holding bake sales as a fundraiser. You know, whatever capability that you have to take action, um, you know, 
whatever your lane is, wherever your skill sets are, uh, that's valuable. Use that. Mm-hmm. Use what, 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 where, what, what talents you have to spread the word about what's going on, what's really going on, the stakes, how people are going to die, how, how our democracy is at risk, how people's freedoms are at risk. Share that truth and call people to take action. Now, real quick, I'm going to I'm going to ask I'm going to ask you. We're running up on our time, but I'm going to ask you this: How do people get in, get in contact with you? How do they actually get in contact with Rise Up? It's re- really important. What, what what can they? How can they move in to be to taking this on? Yes. Yeah, so, um, for anyone who's interested in joining, you can learn more about the organization at Rise Up for Abortion And again, that is Rise Up. The number four, abortionrights.org, or you can find us on social media. The national page is Rise, the number four, abortion rights, or you can connect with the Los Angeles chapter at Rise, the number four, abortion rights, LA. All right, Skylar, we're going to have to have you back on the air soon because we're running out of time right now, but I really want to thank you for doing this and definitely. Keep in touch so we can actually continue this conversation and people can act, actually see the importance of this and the importance of doing something about it. All right? All right. Thank you so much, Michael. I look forward to speaking with you again. Good. Take care. All right. I got it. I wanted that. that was, this was a really important thing I thought we had. That was Skylar Solomon. And I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today on The Michael Slate Show. And tune in again next week. And this is it's the end of another show, I know, and I want to get this all clear. I want to thank the assistant producer, Henry Carson, the engineer, Wendell Handy, and each and every one of you for tuning it on. And if you want to write to me, you can at mslate at themichaelslateshow.com. Once again, that's mslate at themichaelslateshow.com. Talk to you again next week. you